The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B-Movies and E-Books. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And it is episode 133. Today's episode, we are covering Crabs, the Human Sacrifice by Guy N. Smith. Yes. <laughs> and the most, the most Guy Incognito sounding name. <laughs> it's like Guy Smith. <laughs> uh, and then we're also talking uh, Little Monsters, a Hulu original film, which I could have sworn before I started watching it that it was not a Hulu original film. Uh, I think they, I, I think it's one of those ones where like they picked up distribution, so they claimed it. Yeah, like you Netflix. Know, like, Netflix <laughs> does that a whole lot. Yeah. But I mean, I guess they can, I mean, it makes sense if it's like, if, if that's your distributor, you yeah. know, it's like Miramax and stuff like that. They do it all the no, time. No, for too. sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, for sure. It makes sense. But, but yeah, I could have sworn that had a theatrical run. Did it not? Um, I think it did in like Australia. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, but I don't know because I mean, it was released earlier in, um, in other countries, I'm trying to figure out where. Uh, do, 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 do. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> nope, not really. But well, all right. Well, what's new with you? Uh, not too much. Um, you know, same old, same old. Like hanging out, being in under quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I had to. Uh, <laughs> we should have timed that better. You you yeah. took a drink right as I went away from the mic for a second. <laughs> um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Life under uh, life under lockdown. Pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, and by yeah, that, I mean, I mean very boring. But I mean, I'm trying. I'm trying to work on some projects and stuff. You know, keep myself busy. I feel you. Oh, hey, that reminds what? me. Oh, uh, was that a segue I set you up for? No, you know. always say you're working on projects. <laughs> <laughs> One of these days, I was hoping it would pay off. Uh, yeah, I, I've been writing more since the last two episodes than I've ever written in my entire life. I bought a free write, an Astro House free write. So. Is this an, a, a ringing endorsement? Uh, For first drafts without the ability to edit, sure. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I like it a lot, like a lot, lot. Um. I would say that if you are a writer and you are like me where you things hit the 10,000 word mark and you're like, oh, uh, new idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is great for that. Like it just keeps you going ahead no matter what. It's almost, I what... just like how the, the, when you hear it, if you're not a writer and, and you're just like, Oh, it lacks the ability to edit. 
you're like how is that a how is that a positive <laughs> yeah 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 i mean and and a lot of writers can edit and write but see my problem is is like i just over edit like i over over edit and then i'm like stuck i'm like oh i could do a thousand more words or i could just edit this and make it cool you know <laughs> so, so yeah i mean this this thing that i'm writing now will need a lot of edits uh but whatever so anyway that's that's part of the process though yeah yeah i i imagine first drafts are kind of like demos Uh, or or we actually recorded the last album that we did 15 years ago um (laughs) the last album that we did we actually did it like this we took our ideas like our demos and just refined them until they were our album tracks yeah i mean i think other people do that too yeah, I don't know if we pioneered that recording technique. <laughs> no, no, no. But still, like a, a lot of the time, you know, there's demo versions, and then we're gonna hit the studio. But since we had the studio at our like, like, all right, well, yeah. let's make those drums, clean those up, and then let's throw guitar tracks on. Don't, don't forget, also, there was a computer crash, and we had to do it all over again. <laughs> on the last album? Yeah. No. Uh, are you sure? No, that was the one. That was, and then there was junk. It was the night, oh, okay. the night before our CD release, remember? And yeah. the com- whole computer crashed, and we had to record all of it, and then press it. This was before we were pressing on real CDs, so we were like, oh, yeah, burning yeah. copies and selling IOUs and shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, it's so ghetto. And pretty but, awesome. Yeah. Thus is our history. So, yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, so yeah, there, there's that. Um, and then what else? Oh, a possible tornado hit my neighborhood. So that was oh, a really? thing. That's yeah. fun. Yeah, like tons and tons of trees, like big, like like 400-pound tree limbs, you know, <laughs> like were downed. Uh, uh, fences were downed. Our house was spared for the most part, like we lost a shingle and I was like, is that enough to, <laughs> I don't even know where that shingle is. Is that enough? Call the insurance is? company. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Hey, maybe, maybe I can get a free roof out of this. <laughs> well, minus the two grand or whatever it costs to, for a deductible. Yeah. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah. But how, what will I do without that shingle? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? What else? Oh, I watched Parasite. Oh yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> I still haven't seen it. <laughs> we just talked about this off. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah but you said you said that you were going to stop the conversation because you had something you actually wanted to talk about it. No, I, no, I, I just really I enjoyed it. I would say go watch Parasite. I don't know if it's a horror movie, and I don't know if it's a drama or a comedy. It seemed to be more dramatic than anything. But it had some funny moments, and then it had some moments that were horrific, but more like that whole, like, it, it was like whatever movie you, you would consider Prisoners. You, did you ever see Prisoners? I don't, I, I did not. Oh, okay. Um, let me think. There's not many movies like this, where it's almost like, if it was written as a book, it would be like a, a extreme horror book, but... Because uh-huh. um, there's... Because the violence in it is actually extreme. Yeah, but I don't know that it's... I mean, I was uh, hoping... Like, I heard that, like, oh, yeah, nothing but, like, the last 20 minutes is horror. And while I agree with that, I don't even know that the last 20 minutes are horror. 
Like, I was <laughs> expecting, like, some supernatural shit or something. It's Freddy Krueger to pop up. <laughs> yeah. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Um, well, he, he really didn't track well. Oh, man, Brian left the call. What happened now? Yeah, he didn't track well to the Korean market, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Like just Freddy Krueger <laughs> in the middle of a movie. Yeah. Anyway, but no, I would say definitely watch it. It was very, very good. Um, or don't. <laughs> Those are your two options. Who are we to tell you what to watch? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. You see anything good? Um, I caught up on Westworld. Yeah? Yeah. Good? Because, uh, well, first season of Westworld is amazing. It's it's probably um, one of the better seasons of television, like, period. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, season two, um, I, I was a little disappointed in because it started off just kind of more, like, action-y and less cerebral. Right? Yeah. Um, sort of like aliens to the alien you know, uh, you, you know what I mean? Um, where they kind of did a little bit of a genre switch, but then uh, season three, I, uh, by the end of season two, it was great. Okay, season three, I just did not like. Really? It, it was yeah. It was it was boring. Mm-hmm. Um, even though it was like straight up action, mm-hmm. right? Um, but it was kind of boring. Um, it didn't really like hold my interest as well because like season one and two, the narrative is like actually kind of challenging. Um, there, there's, um, multiple like, uh, time streams and so like some things are taken in different time. Like, I don't mean like time travel or anything. I mean, yeah, like just shown it's, like it's, out of context, multiple narratives going on, but, uh, you know, especially the second one is very, very fragmented. Like, you don't know when things are happening. Yeah, like, like Saw 2. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, like, which one? <laughs> no, the the uh, video stopped whenever I said that. I said, yeah, like Saw 2. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, I mean, it actually is. Yeah. yeah. It, but, but it's like uh, season, season two, it's like, think there's like seriously... It's a very, very fragmented narrative, and it makes sense why, but I don't want to say why. Spoilery. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's basically like it's basically like five different narratives going on at five different times, and you're not sure which ones go are, are happening before which other ones mm-hmm. until like near the end. Oh man! Our... Where they all start to shuffle together. Uh huh. No, we're yeah, just where they, where they all start to. What? Uh, nothing. We're just having some audio problems. Uh, go ahead. You're having some audio problems. I am. I say it like you know until they all start to shuffle together at the end and like make sense like uh, from narrative thing. Uh, so season three did none of that. It was just straightforward like linear. Like I don't know. There was nothing like challenging about it. Yeah, so but I heard words- people. There was a big outcry in season two that like. It wasn't as good as season one, and I'm, I would imagine that they were just trying to reverse whatever. But it wasn't anything like season one. Yeah. It was just it was just straight linear action movie, basically, is what it was. And huh. it was I don't know because um, the other ones like they demanded your attention. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And and this one just was like, Meh. 
Yeah. I don't know. I was disappointed. Well, that sucks. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry, Westworld wasn't that great. Yeah, don't meet your heroes, kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, that's great advice. Uh, what else? Oh, I rented Scoob. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? Well, I was going to ask you about that. I like Scooby-Doo. I know you do. Um, Yeah, that's like one of the few shows that freaking that my kids like that I actually enjoy and not just will... You know Have that you I actually them the live action movies. Yeah, so I like the live action movies, but this one, like, it didn't feel at all like a Scooby Doo movie. It was just like, here's all these old Hanna Barbera characters that we're dragging out, and like, here it is, and it's not really a Scooby Doo movie. Like, what's the uh, Blue Falcon or whatever his name is? Yeah, isn't Blue it? Falcon, and what, what's the one Mighty Mutt and. uh I don't know. There, uh, Ca- Captain Caveman and Captain Caveman's in it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that it sucks as a kids movie. Like it, it was fine. I, it's, and, it's basically Scooby Doo like Infinity War, and you're pissed off about it. <laughs> kind of, no, no. I mean, I just like the like I like the horror elements of Scooby Doo. I think that that's what I like, and I like the characters too. But yeah. I like that it's a it's not scary or anything. But it's like a a gateway show for for horror you know yeah absolutely and so you know mystery like i like the mysteries uh, what mystery incorporated um that i love that one because it actually like it's not people in masks you know yeah so anyway but like it was it it just was just kind of cheesy but as far as family films go you know hey whatever it was fine yeah, and when there there was a big stink about like them recasting like the whole crew and stuff, right? Yeah, like, mostly has been Scooby since Shaggy, like or Shaggy, yeah, since uh, the live action ones, right? Yeah, and in this, it's Will Forte, and he basically just kind of talks like Will Forte talks. Yeah. Like he didn't like do a bad impression where Matthew Lillard was doing a Scooby impression. Yeah. Or yeah, a shaggy yeah. Oh, impression. I mean, but like a good one though. Yeah. He yeah. sounded like Casey Kasem. Yeah. But I do think that, uh, I think it worked for this movie since it was a complete, like a, a very big juxtaposition versus, you know, as opposed to what we've seen. I don't know that I'm very interested in this canon. I mean, it, it retcons every thing but like i don't know i i did enjoy it though like i know it sounds like i didn't i don't regret you know hey this is one of those that i would have gone to theaters so i paid the damn what was it like 20 it's like 25 dollars to own it right so it was 19 to rent or 25 to own and i'm like well "Well." yeah i was (laughs) like we've gone this far but and so we made a big night out of it uh but yeah, I'll probably watch it again. But well, I know I'll watch it again because I have kids, and <laughs> 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 the kids that liked it. But uh, yeah, it was fine. I I think that it was fine. Okay, <laughs> I would say two it. and a half out of five. That's average. Yeah, it was, it was fine. But yeah, you got anything else? Uh, I mean, just like some news and stuff. Yeah, if, I mean. Like uh, a couple things, you know, just little sh- short things. Um, that's like to be under uh, to to be uh, understandable here. Um, uh, some cancellation. 
<laughs> from some movies that that some some Hold things on. might be uh, some people might be looking forward to. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Yeah the the latest Purge movie has been canceled or at least pulled from release schedules, and um, there's also uh, Edgar Wright had a horror movie coming out last night in Soho mm-hmm. that's also been pulled. Yeah, pulled like completely. Yeah, like pulled from release schedule. I guess so they're just waiting to see when this is over. Yeah, there's no word on whether they're going to be video on demand or anything, but both of those movies were in post production, um, scheduled for like uh, what se- uh, summer and September release, respectively. Mm-hmm. It's like it, it doesn't surprise me though, and it's like I'm sure there are plenty of other ones. Um, that'll get pulled or delayed, you know, including, uh, one of them actually just hit shutter. That was delayed for a while. Uh, that, uh, Oh God, what was it called? Uh, blood quantum. Yes. I, I want to watch that. We should watch that for the show. Okay. I got um, the, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, It's on shutter. Yeah, for sure. I've been wanting to see that. Yeah, and they, I, uh, they didn't like even announce it. It was just like blood quantum's out. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It was like, it, uh, I turned on shutter the, like the other day and it was just like on the banner. Yeah. Like, All I, right. <laughs> I'm signed up to their newsletter, which I actually highly, you know, there's a lot of shitty newsletters out there. I highly suggest people sh- sign up for the shutter newsletter. Cause it, it like tells you all the releases, like the new yeah. stuff, the new stuff coming. It didn't mention any of that until it came out, and it's like blood quantum's out. Like that's how it, it, <laughs> it was like, like you know, we we released it, you bastards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, but uh, but like, yeah, well, that's cool, I guess. I mean, I saw where the Arizona Alamo Draft Houses have filed for da- bankruptcy. Mm. Yeah, that's no good. And uh, they may be scaling back some of their operations because of it. They said that they're reforecasting. I mean, you know, these businesses, they're taking a big hit right now. Oh, yeah. So, Meanwhile, um, what was it? Cinemark said that they weren't, won't play any more Universal movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, AM, uh, did Cinemark too? I know AMC I did. Oh, was it AMC? I couldn't remember who it was. Yeah, but also I, I've... I've heard mixed things that uh, AMC may not even have, uh, you know, it may not even exist after this because yeah. they were on shaky ground anyway. I um, wonder if this is going to lead to a move um, strictly to like BOD or most not. for most things, or if it's going to lead to a resurgence of like mom and pop. Um, I think we're likely theater. to see that. I think we're also likely to see like a pop up theaters. I think we're likely to see a pop-up of uh, drive-ins, yeah, at I least on that. the short term, because you could you could technically, for states yeah. like ours, you could social distance while not quarantining. There's but, actually mm-hmm. been a, quite a few drive-ins that are still like that are open. Yeah, I, I saw a few weeks ago one drive-in accounted for all of the weekend's box office. Yeah, yeah, that's um, crazy. I mean, it, it makes sense. I mean, like it would just, uh, I mean. Hell, I bet you could do um, streaming audio through some sort of app or even just Bluetooth. They do Bluetooth. Yeah. yeah. I thought about it doing sense. it in my driveway, but I I looked and the damn Bluetooth transmitters that'll do multiple cars are very expensive. You, don't also, you also don't want like people. 
I would <laughs> like. I, I think during this, it would be cool to do like not lots of people. Good God! Yeah, not I meant on, like strangers. Yeah, not on my bootleg, <laughs> my my bootleg fake theater. <laughs> no, but I, I thought That'd it'd be twelve dollars cool. a ticket, please. I thought it'd be cool for just like you know us and like my neighbors just to yeah. kind of chill and watch a movie vod something yeah <laughs> just vod something highly inappropriate <laughs> for the neighbor <laughs> no i i thought about it for the big things like like the scoob movie but then i was yeah. like man that's a lot of work just to please you know people that i can't even figure out the logistics of getting the bluetooth to yeah then they're gonna come up and breathe on me yeah, ask you for popcorn. <laughs> Where's the concession stand, Mister? Yeah. <laughs> Lucky for yeah. them, I've also got that angle covered, and I'm like actually like build a whole concession stand and everything. Um, yeah. So whatever. All right, you yeah. ready? Sure. What we cover them first? Uh, let's let's do the book. All right, we'll be right back with our review of Crabs, The Human Sacrifice. All right, we're back. We're talking Crabs, The Human Sacrifice by Guy N. Smith. Brian, you want to take the summary? Sure. Uh, Here's the summary. Uh, When the bloodthirsty crabs are stricken (laughs) with a devastating cancer, a psychopathic human attempts to aid them, a plan that requires a human sacrifice. (laughs) Yep. So this book, it's it's older. Um, it's what eighty seven? Oh, eighty eight. Okay. And we chose it. All right, so you recently got paperbacks from hell, and this was Correct. in it. And you were like, "Let's cover this book," right? Yeah, I was like, "We need to cover this book immediately." Is like based on again the cover alone, <laughs> which was uh, like a, a giant crab holding a knife. About to sacrifice a person on an altar, right? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I need this in my life. Yeah, <laughs> right? yeah. Um, um, go little ahead. did I know that it was like the seventh installment of a crab series. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you told me, like, you showed me the cover art, and you were like, "Yeah, let's do that." And I was like, "Oh, that's Guy and Smith." Yeah, there's a ton of those crab books. <laughs> Because <laughs> yeah. uh, what's his face? Uh, I think Sinister Horror Company just put one out. Uh, the Charnel really? Caves. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, man, I should have pulled that up. Uh, Charnel. Yeah, that would have been a that would have been a great talking point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, Charnel Caves. I believe that it was Sinister Horror. I'm not a hundred percent positive about that, but um, yeah. So, uh, so this is like part four in a series. It's like six. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so, so hold on. Um, starting in 1976, uh, some of these I think are short stories too, but it's like there's Night of the Crabs, which was the first one, and there's Killer Crabs in 78, Origin of the Crabs in 79, Crabs on the Rampage in 81, Crabs Moon in 84, and then Crabs the Human Sacrifice. Yeah. And so when you're talking about reviewing part six in a trilogy in a a, uh, series, uh, hexilogy. Yeah, but it didn't stop there. No, it did not. (laughs) In a trilogy of hex. But uh, yeah, so when you're talking about that, usually you would be left out. This book didn't. It was great. 
like in yeah, terms of like they, like you, there didn't, was, you don't you don't need to read the other six i assumed <laughs> that there was some backstory for some of these crabs and some of the the like <laughs> they were infected with like a cancer that they kept talking about and like you know Which man i thought was uh the first time i heard uh, like that it was like cancerous and i laughed Cause it's like cancer. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like the crabs. Yeah. I get yeah, <laughs> crab and cancer. I, I, we definitely needed to add some context. Cause it's saying I, I laugh cause it's like cancer. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't really help. Like, you know, the no, terrible thing. The, yeah. But, I, uh, I laugh cause I'm a terrible person. No, no, no like, uh, yeah. Like the Zodiac. The sign. Sign, <laughs> Zod- yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, yeah. Go cancer and there's crabs yeah now um i all right so this book yeah it's about a, a psychopathic animal rights activist who's really just seemingly under the cover of animal rights just to murder people yeah and then <laughs> he'd sacrifice them to the crabs and i loved like you were talking earlier the crab people crab people yeah. <laughs> Uh, I kept doing that every time he would offer up a sacrifice and waiting for him <laughs> in my head. It was just like crab people. And then it'd be, I loved how every single time uh, that they made like their way, uh, it was in like italics and be like, the crabs emerged. You know? <laughs> yeah, the, okay. So the, the way, like this guy, no pun intended, uh, has been described as like a pulp fiction art, uh, like author, mm-hmm. right? And it did really feel really pulpy. Like, totally. There were, there were parts that, I'm not going to lie, were cheesy, but totally on purpose, you could tell. Um, stuff that felt like a 50s B-movie. Um, because, like you said, like every time it was like, the crabs are here! <laughs> yes, and it was I like, loved it. <laughs> there was like so many like exclamation marks uh-huh. and stuff. And it was great. And there was a uh, another character, like there was a character in it who um, I'm pretty sure is in the other Crab series books, at least a few of them. Um, I don't remember his name, but he was like a scientist, right? Mm-hmm. And um, like he uh, what was it? Uh, I forgot what his name was. I thought I had it um, marked. But he he was like a scientist, and he really felt like a fifty science fiction scientist. Mm-hmm. Like the the way he was written, the way he talked. Like I just pictured him. Like every time it was be like, well, there's radioactive crabs, and it's like, <laughs> and, and it's like, and like that's the way he talked to me. But, and it's like maybe <clears throat> smoking a pipe, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and it was like it worked so well though. Um, yeah okay so yes it did have that but it also the book didn't feel like it didn't feel like it was dated either like no. it seemed like some something someone would write right now as a throwback yeah. you know what i'm yeah, saying yeah. easily have been like you know like a a um an homage to, yeah. to that sort of genre right yeah. or it could have easily been written at that time you know what <laughs> I mean? um so so it's it's it, I don't know. I liked it a whole lot, like just the way that it it did that and the way it felt. Yeah. Um, no, I I agree. I uh, I had low expectations for this. I don't know why I've avoided this for so long because when when Sinister it was Sinister Horror. Whenever they announced that they were putting out you know this crab book, I was okay. Yeah, it's it's part of 
other stuff. And I only knew Guy N. Smith. I have a copy of his book, Death Bell. And, and I knew that he had this crab series, but it just didn't really, like, it never ticked my boxes. Uh, uh, not that it didn't tick my boxes. It never seemed like something, I thought it was going to suck, you know? But whenever, <laughs> whenever you told me, like, you were like, yeah, let's do it. I was like, well, you know, that, that Brian's probably right. I, I'm probably just being kind of closed-minded on this. Uh, and... Oh my God, I'm so happy you you uh, decided to cover this book because, dude, I'm going to get all the damn crabs books. This fucking <laughs> ruled. Like, I loved it. Uh, and I, I will go ahead and say, I, so we had talked before and I had cut it out. My dad passed away six months ago, right? <laughs> that would be a weird segue if I wasn't, uh, you know, going to tie it in. Yeah, and me, me and my, me and my dad, we were extremely close. Uh, he was great, and uh, he always wanted to write. I've always wanted to, you know, write. And so we were actually working on a story together that I don't know. I think I don't know even know that I told you about. There's only like five thousand words in in it, and I keep like we have all the po- beats plotted out, and I want to go back, but right now it's just too, you know, it's too fresh. Yeah. It, it's kind of hard, but I will do it, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it's called, well, I'll, I'll get in the title off mic, but it's about just giant crawfish living underground that would come up and kill people, <laughs> you know, and it was dumb, and it was big, dumb fun, you know, and so I was like, shit, does this does this make that, ah, oh, fuck it, they're all like 50s influenced, they're, they're you know. They're all like that. You know, like, I, it kind of bummed me out because I was like, ah, oh, the one thing, the only thing we wrote together and now I'm reading something that's at least thematically like it, you know, but my God. It was like them. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There's a million different things, but yeah, I just wanted to put this out there that that wasn't, that wasn't when I eventually do write this little finish out this novella, um, <laughs> which it will be, I'm going to go ahead and say it's going to be real dumb, but it's fun. (laughs) (laughs) Like real fucking fun. Um, like it's at a it's at a crawfish festival like where everyone's there (laughs) (laughs) which i guess may not make as much sense to people that don't live in you know our general region us in louisiana but yeah there's crawfish festivals where you just boil like everyone boils like a hundred pounds of crawfish and everyone drinks beer and just and for some reason you eat it off of a table. Yeah, eat it off of a <laughs> table or <laughs> trash like a, can like lids. A, <laughs> yeah, like a fold up, like like plastic table. Yeah, yeah. And people just dump food on it, <laughs> and then you eat it off of that table. Yeah, it's real weird when you think about it. <laughs> For sure, but yeah, so it takes place at that, and you know they're kind of getting their little vengeance. But there's more to the story. But uh, yeah, so back to crabs. I fucking love this book, man. Like I fucking loved it. I thought it was, it was written. Yes, it was cheesy. It was pulpy, but it had great, great, uh, pacing, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, like it wasn't very long. It was probably 200 pages or something like that. But yeah, but they, it, it, it seemed a little dense, like not like dense as in dumb, but like actually, you know, tons of words crammed on each page. Uh, but, and surprisingly for something this cheesy, it was very, very, and part of this could be that it was, you know, he's a author uh, from overseas and maybe some of the colloquialisms I'm unfamiliar with, 
But otherwise, it seemed very verbose for something this <laughs> cheesy. You know, there was a few words that I like. I'm happy I had the little ability to push the button and look at look up. Was it wild fowlers? <laughs> no, but it was <laughs> it was slang for that. I forgot what they called. Uh, one of it was just like a meal, <laughs> like was the definition. I'm like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But um, but no, I mean, fantastic book, like. <laughs> I see that they have a crab's omnibus and yeah. that uh, I I appreciated how every time the crabs chop people's legs off. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. After like the third every time. <laughs> after like the third time uh and then the and they'd also cut them from, you know, throat yeah. to groin, you know, yeah. and eat Just the inside. Like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Every time I was like, just not getting a new way, huh? This isn't very inventive. But well, they're crabs, <clears throat> man. <laughs> uh, dude, I, I shit you not, about the third time that it was like, the crabs are coming. <laughs> like <laughs> I was laughing. Dude, I, I haven't had this much fun reading like reading a book in a while. Um Yeah. Uh, that's not a slight against other books. I haven't <laughs> <laughs> haven't read uh much since our last podcast but but yeah this was fun i enjoyed yeah, the shit out of it this. like big dumb fun but but like done with like care and skill though that's the thing and it's like you know you said it was verbose but it was like verbose when it needed to be and very descriptive when it needed to be uh, especially on the crab killings most of those right um but but also when it would have bogged down the pacing it was you know it, it was it was very fast paced you know it's like if it, he didn't spend you know a page uh describing a tree or anything like that you know when he didn't need to <laughs> like the, the, that sort of thing it's like Everything that needed a description had a description. Everything that needed to be fast-paced was fast-paced. Yeah, well, I mean, some of the salt lands and stuff, he, he would describe the the scenery in great detail. Uh, yeah. You know, but... Well, I mean, he, he kind of needed not that, though. salt lands, the wetlands, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, the... I don't know. You definitely you definitely did. It, it painted a good picture, and like you said, it wasn't overly... Uh, overly verbose uh, um, but i'm just saying that it, it definitely had a, a good vocabulary you know? oh yeah absolutely he's a good I writer mean, like really well you can tell he's been writing since what he, he was like 12 <laughs> he was first published when he was 12 <laughs> that's a, he that's is a... he is 80 years old <laughs> yeah and when he was about 50 he was like crabs <laughs> I, I gotta write gr- crabs <laughs> inspiration struck <laughs> um n- no uh this this guy um has also written uh several like disney books and softcore porn but uh i i want to see i don't know how i would be able to track this down but he wrote the novelization for song of the south oh my god are you shitting me i am not and I feel like that is now my white whale, like book to find. <laughs> you and Song of the South, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't be surprised if, if, well, it was back in '75, so before all this crab stuff, right? He wrote actually four novelizations in 1975 of Disney movies. Brian, I, I've got to tell you, it's on Amazon. Hey. 
This uh, white whale you... book of yours, <clears throat> Guy huh? Smith's Song of the South, is on Amazon. Really? Yeah. It's right, well, $65, dollars, though. Ooh, that's <laughs> rough. It is a lot. It, it's seller's rank is number 2,281,064. But yeah. Yeah. But, that, uh, yeah. I, I want to read that. Yeah. That, uh, it's definitely a he, relic Disney does not want people to see. <laughs> he, he also uh, claimed to fame um, won the 2003 um, pipe smoking championship. God, Lord, this guy's way cooler than I'll ever be. I know. My God. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, God. Crabs. Oh. My God. This book's this ruled. Like, I, I, I can't tell you how much I loved it. Now, I, I'm going to try to be somewhat, uh, you know what? Fuck it. Five out of five. I love this book. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was, I was I, gonna go i was gonna go four and a half i don't think it's five out of five but <laughs> I, i'd say four out of five i loved it though yeah it was it was great uh i am really glad that um <laughs> that we read it and i do actually want to read the rest of them oh i do too i say every once in a while we, we bust open another crabs book on here now, do we just pick them at random, or we do chronological? We should probably start at part one now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could do, you know, last year we did Summer of Fun. This one, we could do Summer of Crabs. <laughs> but but I don't really want to read crab books all summer. <laughs> well, <clears throat> no, I mean, like, we could pick one here and there. Yeah, yeah, I'm down. But... Yeah, I'm interested to see, you know, because this is the the first thing I've read from him. Um, yeah, me too. Like I said, that Death Bell book that I have it has just sat on my to be read pile for uh, I don't know five years. Yeah, <laughs> not, not five years. <laughs> Sorry, about two years. But yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like it, it's definitely a style I like because I'm huge into like old like 50s sci-fi and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and so like this was just like I don't know right in my wheelhouse. Yeah, I loved so. it. Loved it. I would highly recommend reading Crabs: The Human Sacrifice. <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right, you ready? It's so ridiculous. All right, we are back. We're talking little monsters. Um. This is this also. I should have pulled the summary. Oh, I, oh, I have it. I'm just waiting for you to. Oh, you go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Says uh, a washed-up musician teams up with a teacher and a kid show personality to protect young children from a sudden outbreak of zombies. <laughs> That's <laughs> fairly all that happens. You know, very yeah. accurate. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, so written and directed by Abe Forsythe. Oh, okay. So. Starring Oscar winner uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Oh, she won the Oscar. Okay. Uh, when you said Oscar winner, I was like, Josh Gad won an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's in that show, The Comedians, that I just started watching from like five years ago. It's actually Frozen. Yeah, yeah. He's he makes tons and tons. I'm surprised that he's 
been able to maintain that that character uh, because of all the like shit. that Disney keeps hiring him. Yes, yes, because. <laughs> I don't know. The comedians was, uh, you know, he he kept being like, yeah, you may know me from a little show called Frozen. You know, the biggest, highest <laughs> grossing animation movie of all time. <laughs> like all this stuff. But like he, he was just an asshole in in the comedians. And he was an uh, asshole in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's just an asshole. Yeah. And <laughs> I felt that he was almost kind of playing himself in this because he was like a <laughs> kid's entertainer. Right. Yeah. That was just like. Also, like, he was like a sex addict that would bang the parents. Not the parents, just the moms. All the parents. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like, he'd bang the the kids' fans, the kid fans' moms, like, whenever they'd take him to see him. Yeah. yeah. Teddy McGiggle. Teddy McGiggle. <laughs> yeah. But, okay, so, so this is, uh, it's a zombie movie, mm-hmm. right? Zombie movies are... Uh, a lot dime a dozen now Mm -hmm. right um but i felt like this was a fresh take you know it it was much more a zombie comedy movie like shaun of the dead Mm -hmm. um but you know there were there was like this this nice juxtaposition between trying to like have the kids you know and pretend that everything's okay and then like gruesome violence like outside of it yeah i will say i will say that uh a lot of times especially if it's kind of a comedy zombie comedy they phone it in on the zombies you know like oh and that's about it like just some gray paint you're good not this this had great uh gore like it, it was sparse but when it was there it was great yeah uh the all the practical practical effects in this were great and um I don't know. I, I, I liked it. Uh, what I did not like about it uh, was that you say it's a fresh take. I think it's a little like Cooties did it better. Oh, yeah. I mean, I could see that. But Cooties also had kid zombies, and this is kids versus zombies. There yeah. weren't really many kid zombies in this movie. None yeah, from that a, class. The one scene. <laughs> that scene was fantastic, though. Yes, it was. <laughs> uh but yeah, it, this kind of like Zombieland, I, I think uh, both where Shaun of the Dead to me was hilarious and and gruesome at times. It seemed like it held the balance between horror and comedy, whereas Zombieland, I love Zombieland, but it's a comedy movie with zombies. Oh, yeah, too. yeah. And yeah. as is this, this is a comedy with zombies. Yeah. You never really felt like um, the main characters were in any sort of danger. Mm-mm. Right. And it's mainly because like it's it's a bunch of kindergartners. It's a bunch of five year old kindergartners, right? And it takes a certain tone of movie to like brutally murder those kids. Right? Yeah. And, and and this was not that tone of movie. Yeah. Um if it if it would have gone and, and I mean that's spoilers. Well, did you see I mean, cooties? Like, Huh? I said, did you see cooties? I did not, but yeah, but I mean, like it maintains I, the same type tone, except for they get it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's something. It's like it it, it. it. I don't know. There's a there's a hard turn it has to take. To no, for sure, for sure. 
and and they made all the kids like way too cute you know like too cutesy like oh miss so-and-so winner yeah i'm tired of the zombie songs on the ukulele and stuff like that (laughs) yeah yeah and she she did a fantastic job like you know i i never saw 12 years a slave i've seen bits and pieces but i did not watch it so i i can't speak for that so i've really only seen her in this and us yeah, us. You know, I've said that I, I, you loved it, right? Yeah, I did. I, I wasn't as big of a fan, but she did fantastic in it. And in this, oh, she was absolutely. fantastic. Like this is a, this woman. She's a great actor. Like fantastic about it. You know, so, uh, um, and I was wondering if she was really uh, playing ukulele. I was trying to look. There's a couple chords that were a little okay. Little that, I don't know ukulele <laughs> chords, so I was like, <sighs> it's just like it's just like the guitar, but it's like transposed like up a fifth. Oh, okay. Or fourth, I don't remember. Yeah, it's like putting a capo on the fifth fret. Okay. So up, so up a fourth. Okay. Makes sense. Um, yeah. but yeah, I didn't know ukulele chords, so I was like trying to figure out. I wonder if she's actually actually playing. I mean, there there was a, a lot of them that looked really accurate mm-hmm. um but like you know how it is uh like so even if they're playing it they're not really gonna play it like on set most of the time yeah right? for sure it's, for like sure. A, it's a nightmare in adr right mm-hmm. and so it's like she could have been doing stuff but then it's like also if you're trying to focus on other things like towards the end is where they started kind of getting a little iffy mm-hmm. but anyway <laughs> um yeah, I don't know why that's like, <laughs> this is <laughs> yeah. like uh, uh, inaccurate ukulele chords. <laughs> one out of five. Yeah, that, yeah. Play it for real next it, time. It completely took me out of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> like, was it a zombie movie or a ukulele movie? You need to <laughs> make up your mind. Uh, oh. No, okay. So I like that. I, I, I liked. Uh, it seemed well directed, well made. Um, the things I didn't like about it. Okay. So you Uh mentioned that the tone of this was light and it was, but I didn't like for as light of a tone that they went like the, the main dude and Josh Gad were like, so over the top trying to be like, well, fuck you, Baba. You know what I'm saying? Like, like way too, especially Josh Gad. Like I get that he was playing an asshole. But yeah. like, it's just like, oh my god! I think, like, I think the other guy is just because he was like Australian. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> I mean, like, it, I'm no, not a dig on Australia, but like, it's like, you, you know, there's a sort of a prudish, like, uh, American fixation of like not cursing around children and stuff like that. Yeah, and it's like, or that you know, you know, it, it's bad in general, but I don't think a lot of of places have that same sort of thought process. Oh yeah. You know know. what I mean? Yeah, I got you. Uh, Like there are certain words, um, that may not be said in everyday, like English vernacular, but are all over the place in like the UK and Australia and stuff like that, that are considered to be like horribly bad words, but it's like everyday conversation over there. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I get it, but I, it's just, it was way, uh, well, she, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It, it just seemed like it It was trying too hard to be edgy in places. 
I could see that. But, I mean, at the same time, it's, uh, I enjoyed it. it. It was fun. It didn't take anything away. Josh Gad's character annoyed the shit out of me so bad, but by Again, design. I feel like that's just Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> I could see that. But I mean, the characters he plays. I don't know the guy in real life. <laughs> he, he He's like, well, this is the last episode I'll listen to. <laughs> what? I've been... This is 133 episodes, and I'm out. <laughs> I never thought they'd come after me. Like, why do you talk like <laughs> Frazier? Um, well, I never. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, so we had talked about this in the past. Did this seem like the same type of movie? Like, Did this meet your expectations or not? Or I, Yeah, I think it was probably exactly what I was expecting. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, like, I wasn't expecting it to go, like, super dark or anything. No, I thought I'm... it was going to be little kids at a at a petting zoo <laughs> while yeah. zombies attack. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is a great, uh, you know, plot. And yeah. I like how, how she, like, handled it. She made it all a game and tried to shield them from... Yeah, from and there's a, uh, the little girl, she was like... The zombies don't even look real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. Oh my gosh. And the one kid that kept just asking about mini golf. And then at the yeah. end, that yeah. made me laugh. Yeah. There was, there was a lot to really like about this movie. Um, And I think Hulu in general, it, it has kind of a limited, as does Netflix. I feel like shutters just taken over a lot of the horror uh, uh-huh. streaming, which great. I love shutter, but Hulu, what small horror content that they produce that's original, like a lot of the Into the Dark series and, uh-huh. and this, like I, none of it, this would be one of the better things, but but a lot of that isn't, like the Into the Dark series is worth watching, but you're almost never, with the exception of I'm just fucking with you, uh, never really going to be just blown away. But it consistently puts out good stuff. Whereas Netflix has a very low bar on horror. Like they'll, they get like, I don't know. They don't really seem to care. They'll, they'll throw anything on there. Netflix to me has the worst horror selection. They just want content. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed this. I thought it was a really, a really fun movie. And especially if you're a fan of like zombie land or, or any of the lighter tone, yeah. Uh, zombie comedies. If you're a zombie purist, like I would probably say to avoid this movie. But you know, I, I can see that. But I mean, if you like, if if you like the, you know, lighter zombie stuff, the horror comedy. I mean, and I mean, it, it's a comedy. Like I said, there. I don't think there was actually any genuine like scares, horror. Like, yeah, exactly. It's it's like it's a comedy. That has zombies in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was a few parts that were like, um, you know, horrifically violent and things. Uh, but still, most of those are still played for laughs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, one of them in particular. <laughs> but uh, um, um, uh, We'll talk um, later about it. Yeah. I, I don't. But I don't know. It, it, it also plays into a lot of the. Um, horror like or some of the horror tropes that were like uh especially day of the dead with Mm -hmm. like the military 
experiments and things. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there was like uh, your typical like grizzled general type character in it too. Mm -hmm. um, I thought was great Um, because like, you know, there's, there's, there's kind of two camps of zombies. It's like, do you give any sort of explanation about what's going on? And this one actually did. Um, uh, Or do you just focus on these people in in this situation? Right. And I thought this one, like uh, narratively, like the way to explain it with uh, the, the one um, uh, zombie with the walkie talkie, that they mm-hmm. kept using a framing device to get back to the military people. Mm-hmm. I thought was a clever way of doing it instead of just, you know, smash cutting to military people. Um, but also the fact that this is this is one of the few zombie movies I can think of where zombies are an actual thing in pop culture. Yeah, yeah. And, and I and I thought that was funny because they mentioned you know it's like oh well we've got a zombie outbreak and they're like oh is it fast ones or slow ones this time <laughs> you know and it's like like uh, st- stuff like that that's like people knew what zombies were um, and and it's just it's interesting that like most zombie movies kind of take place in this alternate reality where the concept of zombies don't exist mm-hmm. um, but I don't know so it, it's it's interesting to see that every once in a while yeah. Yeah, I, I I and I'm glad you mentioned the military general. That dude was awesome. Like yeah. that whole character and and I laughed a lot at the very end where they're like, you know, spoilers, but he's like, you know, singing singing makes him stop and all yeah, this stuff yeah. and then he's like, they're like ah fucking just shit. <laughs> Yeah. It was fantastic that part. Um, I, I really, I would say that this, you said this was the film you were expecting. Yeah. Um, I feel like this trailer didn't prepare me for this movie. Um, and in a good way, um, the trailer made it seem almost like the whole movie, which it was. uh, So that's kind of weird. But uh, the whole movie, the teacher was kind of shielding the kids, and it was more about the teacher and the kids shielding the kids from the zombie outbreak. You know, like, Uh this is a game, you know. And that happens, and it's a main part of the movie, but there's so much other things going on. And there was a lot more to this movie than what I thought uh, initially. But I, I really, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun movie. I don't know that it's going to be iconic or anything, but hell, it was a, it was a good 90 minutes yeah. of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't regret watching it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, although I, I rarely regret watching anything. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was trying I think to... It's... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go no, ahead. You go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right. No, like, it, it's so weird because um, I, I've tried to pinpoint... Because I like bad, like, shitty horror movies, and I like good horror movies. But there, there's a certain kind of bad that's just bad, and I don't even want to watch it. Now, I'm really, like, it's hard to explain to people what what I like or what would interest me. Because shit like, you know, Ginger Dead Man, great. But then 
things like <laughs> The Bye Bye Man. Eh, that looks bland and boring and just not like a bad movie. But why does that look bad and this one looks good? You know what I'm saying? Like, Because it doesn't bring anything new to the table. I, think, I mean, at least, at least like with Ginger Dead Man, um, sure, it's like a monster movie or whatever. But it's a gingerbread man. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but with something like, um, you know, Bye Bye Man or all those Slender Man movies that popped up and stuff, it's just like, well, that's that's a concept that's kind of already been explored. And I think that's why, like, certain zombie movies and stuff still, you know, tick those boxes. Because, like, Shaun of the Dead, it's like, yeah, there's been other horror comedies, you know, before or whatever, but, like, that one's just masterfully done right whereas like i don't know how many times do you need to see a new version of uh night of the living dead exactly. You know exactly i mean unless it brings something new to the table well then it's like that what's the point and, and also kind of like a movie can on that exact same note a movie can look like it was shittily made and and look cheap and and bad you know but is mm-hmm. if it's something that looks original or or at least just not boring i'm gonna watch it yeah you know like shittily made movie that we both loved um coon yeah night, <laughs> what was it night of the night bandits yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it, it, it was yeah it was like it looked like it was made on 100 bucks <laughs> you know and it's like, yeah for for like, real, and, and brought something to the table, or even Cannibal the Musical that was terribly oh, yeah. made, but it was fun. It um, is, as is that so, so much good. of trauma, but then also so much trauma is just bad, crappy movies too. So yeah. <laughs> it's so hit or miss. But yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and say, um, yeah, I enjoyed this. I would give it a three and a half out of five. Um, I'm gonna go four. I think I probably liked it a little bit more than you did, but. Um, I don't know. I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was well done. Um, I'm actually very interested to see uh, how um, Abe Forsythe's next project pans out. What is that? Uh, because he is attached to be the director of the new RoboCop movie. Oh, yeah? Wait, is yeah. it another reboot? Um, it's RoboCop Returns. So I don't think it actually is a reboot. So is it They're Joel not going to get Peter Weller, though. Huh? Will it be Joe Kinnaman? What like do you mean? the he's the guy from the last RoboCop. The one oh no, out. I'm I'm pretty sure it's it's uh it's it's actually um from the original series. Ooh, yeah, but they're not going to get Peter Weller because the guy's like eighty something years old. <laughs> I don't know how old Peter Weller. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Um, I, yeah. I, uh, this, so he's 72, but I mean, yeah, uh, he, and plus he notoriously hated suiting up as RoboCop anyway. Um, really? Yeah. Cause it, it the, the first suit weighed like 60 pounds, 70 pounds, something like that. <laughs> it was like real steel plating. It really, it was. <laughs> and then in the second one, um, it was a, uh, a scaled down weight. But it was still like forty pounds weight. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think it's actually um, from from what I understand, I uh, or what originally it was said it was going to be was I think it was a continuation from one. So like RoboCop two didn't even happen. Yeah. 
Um, so I don't know, but we'll see. Because uh, I mean, that's how uh, New Terminator was too. Was it was just like one and two happened, and that was it. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but it's it's also been in development hell. For yeah, like, I knew that they announced it forever ago, and last yeah. I'd heard was they had like, I don't know, they had like lost their director, and I feel yeah, like that Neil was like Blum two Camp, years ago. Blom Camp was supposed to do it. Uh, yeah, but huh? I don't know. Well, cool. Well, yeah. neat. But yeah, it's it's supposed to be supposed to be based on. Um, the original sequel to the script. Like, because Robocop 2 is not the Robocop 2 that was supposed to be made. It was like rushed into production. Dude, I rewatched Robocop 2 recently and it's, it's, it's good. Mu- no, it's, I love Robocop 2, but it's so much yeah. cheaper looking than oh, part absolutely. one. It's almost like they just rushed, like, let's make it while the iron's hot. They did. Yeah. That's what happened. No, I know, but like, you can tell, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Like, sometimes that happens with, like, okay, the Ouija movie was a success, and then they made Ouija 2 Origin of Evil shortly after, and Origin of Evil rules. Have have you seen it? Uh, I don't think I've actually seen that one. Okay, so Ouija 1 sucks so bad, but there was too much money. So then they got, uh, God, who was it? Uh, I feel like Mike Flanagan. Who the hell did it? I feel like Mike Flanagan did it. Let's see. Uh, uh, But Ouija 2... Is really really good. It's creepy. Um, I just realized I have no idea how it's spelled Ouija. U I J A. But yeah, uh, here we go. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Mike Flanagan did it. Um, what a stupid looking word. And he did <laughs> like he did Oculus, and he did yeah. you know House on Haunted Hill, and like uh, Doctor Sleep. Like Doctor Sleep was great. Oh my god, that movie ruled. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I liked it way better than The Shining. <laughs> Is that? Yeah, I mean, it's fair. But yeah, this guy's his uh, portfolio. You know, everything he's done has been great. But yeah, Ouija, Ouija Origin of Evil. They rushed that, and it looked way better. Was way better film. I don't know, RoboCop Two. Although I love it, and probably honestly as much as the first. Um, it's definitely got some good parts. Uh, it's so cheap. So, so, so cheap. But anyway, of course, I pro- I do have a terrible pan and scan VHS of it that I recently watched. <laughs> Maybe with a better format. Maybe. <laughs> I have noticed as much as I do like watching old horror movies on VHS, it doesn't always give you the best. <laughs> the best of it. But. All right, man. Well, uh, we got anything else? Nope. All right. So next week or next episode, whenever that is, probably in two weeks from now, um, I think we're going to cover Hunger on the Chisholm Trail. Uh, Hunger on the Chisholm Trail. Yeah, by M. Innenbach. And what was the movie that we had never seen? Ah. Mouth of Madness? Yes, in the Mouth of Madness. So, anyway, uh, I think we'll be joined by a buddy of ours. All of this is subject to change. <laughs> like every As single... it always is. <laughs> so, anyway, but yeah, if you want to read along with us and let us know what you think, 
It's something that we should probably start doing 133 episodes in. Check out Hunger on the Chisholm Trail by uh, M. Innenbach, put out by Death's Head Press. And we will see you then. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network. Brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com. Yeah.